up. Good. Sit. Animal lure. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. Turn around and come back towards us. Tucker, here! That's my boy. Here? There we go. That's my boy. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Good evening, everybody. How are you? Jeff Kelman, Solid Can I Train You and the wonderful Joelle. Hello. Everyone's doing fantastic. So, what would Jeff do? Show we do this every Wednesday and Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we've got the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, Ange. Angelo, grab those ice cubes off the floor, sweetheart. Um, this is a Q&A show. What you'll be doing is you'll be Typing in your questions, Joel will read them. I will answer them. Most of the questions talk about um, how to stop unwanted behaviors. Therefore, I use the word punishment a lot. Punishment is not abuse. It's been hijacked. It's the furthest thing from abuse. This whole freaking industry has been hijacked. Um, so much you hear is just outright false. In fact, today on the What Would Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, I talked about a lot of stuff. Today was an, today was an interesting day. Everybody, everybody was triggered on social media today. Hmm. Everybody gets triggered. Can't make one comment without making it political. Everybody thinks it's about politics. It's like it's got nothing to do with politics. You either want, you either want men in women's rooms or you don't. What does that make the difference with your affiliation is? doesn't mean, mean a damn thing. Nothing at all. Everyone's got to. It's so funny how people like to say, well, you don't have to make it political. I'm like, well, I didn't make it political. You made it political. I made it topical. There is, there is a difference. Hmm. But no matter how you vote, you can still have feelings about certain uh, certain things. Mm-hmm. It's like just because you vote a certain way, that doesn't mean you have a universally universally thought process. You have to think this way about this thing. And that's called being a sheep. You actually be an independent thinker. And everybody, everybody's got to pigeonhole you into something. That's what so, it is today. Everybody every, wants a label. Everyone is labeling. It's all labeling. Nobody can be a free thinker at all. God forbid you actually have thoughts in your head. Anyway. Is he up or is he just scratching a lot? No. No. We have our new board and train here. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do tonight is we're going to get through this show. We're going to try not to have too many rants. And um, we're going to promote a lot of our online courses because the online courses are dramatically, dramatically changing people's lives. Did, uh, did we launch the Next Inner Circle yet? No. Next Inner Circle well, will be launched. We'll launch it probably this week. Yep. Thank you. Um, inner Circle is intense. Joel will tell you more about it. I mean, I have the link. I can put the link up. Yeah, but the, well, you can explain to people what I it is. I put it on social yet. Yeah. 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 Explain to people what it is yet. So we've got a new boarding train. Hey, Ange. Yeah. He's my assistant over here. Will you move this chair out of the way so I can see what the boarding train dog is doing? We've got this dog, Goose, who's doing really, really well. He's been featured on our podcast, uh, on our podcast, on our social media. And today is day two. Um, uh, uh, 
Good, awesome. Um, and uh, he's in place um, during the whole hour. When, when he came in on Wednesday, he couldn't even do place for five minutes. And there's a lot going on. Really, really nervous dog. Just a really nervous, reactive, reactive dog. Do you have his e-call? Yeah, it reacts on everything. I don't know where his handset is. Angela, will you look for his remote collar handset? It's a larger one. So it's probably right over there. Yeah, who knows where it is. Anyway, anyway, let's get right to the questions. Um, I use the word I, I use the word punishment. The board and train facility up in Providence. We fully train dogs and um, rehab dogs. We do a lot of aggression rehab there. Um, we're here. It's a little bit different. We do work with easier dogs. Um, so let's get right to the questions so we can get through the show. I can't find Just pull the leash down. There we go. Awesome. MSA said, hey, Jeff and Joelle, how are you guys doing? Things are really, really good. It was a beautiful day outside. Um, things are going really, really well. I don't know why you would do this without having his remote. How are we supposed to hold them accountable? Because Angela's going to do it. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Angela, why don't you sit in this chair here so you can watch the dog, okay? Thanks. So things were great today. It was beautiful. Now it's starting to rain. Now it's going to, it looks like it's going to storm. I don't even know if we'll be able to get our evening walk in. I don't um, know. It like went right over. Well, it stopped raining. You're right. Yeah. It did. It was just, this is well, dark. It was out grilling. It wasn't bad. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, today was beautiful. It was in the 90s and sunny and got a lot of pool time in and worked all, all morning and got a lot done today. Got a real lot done today. So what do we got next? Kyle said, hey, Jeff and Joelle, hope all is well. Things are fantastic. Thanks for asking. Debbie said, I thought it was a good show. Oh, thank you, Debbie. Yeah, this morning's show was good. It's definitely wake the fuck up, I'll tell you that much. It's definitely eye and eye opener. I usually, I usually focus on single topics. That's why I got time to express myself. Um, Joelle stays far, far away from it. She won't even walk in the room. Next. Um, Sheila said, trigger, LOL. Yeah, a lot of people were triggered today. And Kim said, by saying, don't make it political, they just made it political. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting. It's so interesting. I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed by it all. I'm just amazed that you don't have a remote for this dog, and he's chirping up a storm. Why don't you go look for it? Okay, great. Okay. All right. Yeah, one of this dog's issues is he's got he can't settle down at all. He can't even like slowly settle. So we're making progress, but. Joel gets triggered by, um, by, by, by a lot of things. So, so she's taking charge as she's supposed to. And, um, but we put up a couple, we put up a couple clips of this dog already, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walking clips. Get a little, get a little walk. We do a walk every night. And Tip number one for everybody training their dogs at home. Always hold them accountable. Even if you have to interrupt your podcast. Yeah. Because he's getting away with naughty behavior right now. Yep. I can't let it happen. So be consistent. There's a lot of things. We're doing a little um, little tips thing for um, everyone that's about the Green to Graduate. The Green to Graduate is one of our online courses. We're going to be throwing in a bunch of troubleshooting stuff for free right in there. It's going to be it's going to be added right to the course. You'll just all of a sudden see new videos on there if you bought the Green to Graduate. And then you'll be able to get the troubleshooting tips separately everywhere from videos for 9 bucks to $39. Everything on like how to get a better down, 
how to, you know, just, just all kinds of little troubleshooting that people struggle with that we've just, you know, worked on through over the years and we get lots of questions on it and we're just documenting it all. We're just documenting pretty much this whole board and train step by step. Next. Tara, hello, 10-month-old golden retriever, very nervous. I think he could be I think he could bite strangers. He's that nervous. Yeah. Big strong puppy. How would you train him to be more calm? High anxiety when left alone. Yeah. Well, number one, um, just doing a really good baseline obedience and holding the dog accountable will actually help. And that's the big thing is accountable. For instance, when you see this dog knows what a down is, but he's never down for an hour during a podcast, never down for more than five minutes during anything. So he's being held accountable for everything. That's actually going to help this dog's nervousness. Today outside, we went outside, every sound, every sight, the dog like, he was corrected for all that. That actually is going to help the dog. That actually will make the dog less nervous. It's like, stop worrying about all these things. Yes, that was a weed whacker. Yes, that was somebody shutting their car door. Yes, that's a dog barking down the streets. Like, pay it no mind. And that's what folks are not doing is they're letting their dogs be reacted to these things, and you can actually correct them. How do you correct them? You cower stim, what level? Enough for the dog to, to break away from that distraction. Leash pop. Yes, you actually can. It doesn't make the dog more nervous. That's more part of the lies out there. Um, but as far as being a nervous dog being bit, there's a lot of non-nervous dogs that bite. All dogs can bite. So what you've got to do is, if you think you've got a biting dog, you've got to start recognizing the loading process. You'd have to correct the dog for anything. And you correct for, for attempting to bite. There's a lot of variables, but in general... If a dog tries to bite someone, there should be a pretty serious consequence. And putting it in its crate and yelling at it is not a serious consequence at all. So baseline training, accountability, rules, structures, cut down on affection, don't reinforce unwanted behaviors by mistake or even on purpose, have a good structured routine, and be consistent. Next. Wheels said the snowflakes don't even know what bathroom to use. How can they possibly make rational decisions? No, yeah. It's more than that. Everybody gets triggered by that word, too. Yeah, somehow snowflakes became political word. Yeah, it's like somehow woke became political. It's like, no. It does, like, it's like, it's incredible. Read that one feed of ours about the uh, a podcast clip that I put up. Everybody's going off. Next. Um, Edward, hey guys, can you tell me how to handle aggressive dogs that you cannot put a collar on without the dog becoming aggressive? That's that's more than a that's 15 a second. One. That's a hard one. I would do a one-on-one -on -one consult with us. So if you go to the academy, academy.solidcaninetraining.com, you can book a book a book a consult. We have a lot of ways to do it. But that's like I need to know a lot of information. I don't know your plus I don't know your skill set. I don't know the dog. But we do it. It's not easy. I would I would suggest getting that dog muzzled, number one. Yeah. That's for starters. You get a muzzled dog, and then you put a slip lead over it. And you might take another handler to handle the slip lead while you work the collar. Yeah. That, that's, that's a little bit. There, there's definitely techniques to it. But having the dog muzzled is probably rule number one. Next. 
Jessica, love y'all's content. Did Patreon today. My 18-month-old male Aussie is obedient. Doesn't physically fall out of command, but is very alert and up. Very prey drive. Yep. How can I correct the scanning? So, and it's what, a Malinois? No, an Aussie. An Aussie. Okay. So everyone's going to tell you that that's the breed. Right? They'll all say that's the breed. The breed's supposed that's to be like. what they do. You know, that's what they do. It's like, so I have a Malinois. And I know what Malinois do. And tonight I'll take a walk. I don't want my Malinois acting like a Malinois, meaning on alert. Like it's not a competition dog. It's my family pet. I want him to be just lumbering, lumbering along. Like there's a great video or a great photo that was put up um, of Angelo and Joelle. And Angelo was walking Wes and um, Tex, my dog, and one of Joelle's dogs. Just they were off leash walking next to um, Angelo. And then you see Goose, which is the board and train dog, with uh, being trained by Joelle. And Tex just looks like he's lumbering, as he should be lumbering. So what you would do is you would correct all that over arousal. Over arousal. That's 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 a big, big issue. And that does not stop the dog. If you've got a competition dog or a sport dog or a working dog, when you're doing family time or downtime, stopping over arousal does not mess up their task, their work, their sports. It just doesn't. Next. Holding on dog training. Howdy neighbors. What are your thoughts? on dogs being startled and reacting, we proof as much as possible. Then fine, we may have a missed a trigger. Perfect at the center, then a weird thing happens out. Yeah, I mean, you try to duplicate. That's why you want to have those dogs in public as much as possible and as different environmentals as possible. The thing is this, there's always going to be something. Like, there's always going to be something that does it. So you just try to proof as much as you can, as much as you can. But if you teach that different, the dog, the concept of yes and no, and that triggering on something that it's not supposed to is a no, and they trigger on something new, and then you just educate them that that's also a part of the no plan, then you'll probably get over it. You'll probably get over it. Next. MSA, what muzzle style do you recommend? I know there are many types of muzzles out there. I'm not sure which ones are good. Well, as far as the style, one that fits properly, um, that's my snarky response. We like the... Um, the we don't like the... We, don't, we like a basket muzzle, number one. So we like a basket muzzle where the dog can breathe, pant, eat, drink water, take take rewards. They can actually technically have it on for 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. So Baskerville makes a good muzzle. They come in sizes zero through six. Then you can also put them in warm water to like reconfigure the shape a little bit to get a better better fit. Some of your breeds, like your Frenchies, they need special muzzles. You get some of your big corsos, your even your Rotties, they need a wider muzzle. Um, but you know, there's there's enough muzzles out there, and then there's enough breed specific um, muzzles that they make. Like like Frenchie muzzles are pretty interesting looking. Next, Yankee woman Kim. Hey guys. Hi Kim. How hey. are you? Edward said specifically on the initial meeting. I feel like there's part of that missing. Oh was, wait, hold on. It's over here. How to handle a dog that's aggressive when they put the collar on, especially on the initial meeting. So you already answered that. It was just well, the cow, the collar should be on the second. So, in other words, so when you have a dog that if you're, it sounds like you're a dog trainer. So, if you're, is that are they at Reno? What in New Jersey? Oh no, no it's not. Okay, so um, the the owner should already have the equipment on the dog. So, if it's a client dog, have the owner have the equipment on the dog, so you're safe. Now, if you can't do that, 
now you got major safety protocols that have to take take place, and we can walk you through those on our, on our private one on one. Not because we're trying to hold any information back. I just need more information that we're not going to get in this context. Next, Tekalada said hello, Joel and Jeff. Hey, Tekalada, how are you? Kim, our daughter Rebecca has taught Zeus to not run out the door when going for a walk. I also taught him how to lay down. Good, awesome, awesome, awesome. and keep going. Just keep it up. So I want you to work on not just physical commands, but state of mind commands. So important. Like a dog can know a downstay, but their head's on a swivel, like the mm. dog next to me. Yep. Dog can, dog can be in its Literally kennel, but it's also head on a swivel. So we want dogs to learn how to just do nothing. So this dog is in place physically, but mentally, he's not there. He's no. getting better. I mean, he's only day two. We're 48 hours in, so he's getting better. But... Definitely like black and white better. Next. Uh, Mindy, my Malinois reacted to a dog on leash last night walking past us. Mm -hmm. This hasn't happened in years. I corrected her immediately. How can I reinforce no barking at other dogs? Um, keep doing what you're doing. Correcting. So correct. You know, hunt down dogs. Look for dogs with all different walking styles. Like find reactive dogs, find calm dogs, find different colored dogs, different size dogs. And then that's what you'll do. Good. He finally put his head down. Mm -hmm. Tara said, thank you. You're welcome. Mindy, she is trained on e-collar, the Malinois. Yeah. 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 yeah the the, 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 um, the e-collar, sorry, I was going to try to get my camera out so I can show you what this dog is doing, but um, I don't want to be distracted. So keep in mind that an e-collar, remote collar, a shock collar is the one of the most um, mis- informational pieces on social media at the vet office by trainers by behaviorists by the general public everybody everybody remote cowers are a great way to communicate with your dog it literally is a communication tool like right now joelle is communicating with this boarding train while we're doing a podcast that's why if you see her head swivel because <laughs> she's looking at the dog she's looking at the dog Next. Got me. Alyssa, when training my 10-month-old puppy on NCS heel, can I correct him for fixating on birds and dogs? So if you're at the NCS level, which is non-compliant STEM, which is which is one of the steps that we have of how we teach a remote collar. See, this is another thing about remote collars is people think you just push a button. Now, to get your dog from counter surfing, yeah, you push a button. But to teach a proper heel, it's actually a pretty lengthy process. But with heel, you're teaching state of mind and body position, right? Now, we go to, which is more of a lower level. The levels can go up and down a little bit, but it's not anything dramatic. Now, we've got a dog that's fixating on something that if we don't stop the fixation, the dog could take off. Now, that has to be corrected. So then you would say you're no and you'd correct. So now you're dabbling between teaching heel, which is an obedience command, and stopping the dog from, from fixating, which can lead to a serious unwanted behavior, meaning your dog running off. Next. Um, Rico, hello, Jeff and Joelle. I have an 18-month-old female Malinois. She is a great, very fit, healthy dog. My question is to fix or not. Thank you. I'm not a vet, but... If I had an 18-month-old male dog, I would not desex the dog. That's me. 
personally with my dogs. I don't see the reason to do it. Next. Sheila, my Pomeranian, gets very nervous when we take him outside of our home. I took him to the vet last week, and the vet wanted to put him on Prozac for anxiety. I said, no, thank you. He's fine at home, but travel is another thing. He is a 13-year-old sweetheart. He's also 13 years old. So the issue is most dogs are calmer in the house. I like to call that not the real world. Because I like to call outside more of the real world, riding in cars, you know, Pomeranian small enough to be on an airplane, small enough to go on public transportation. Um, so you can take a Pomeranian just about everywhere. Um, so w- what I would do is your dog needs to be exposed to more environmentals. That's it. Now, also, it's 13, but on a Pomeranian, you might get three, four more years out of that dog. You never know. Um, but more more public access exposure and then hold the dog accountable is how you're going to get the dog to be, excuse me, more stable. Next. Jill, my seven-month-old healer, Corgi, working on NCS heel. He likes to be about four inches too far forward and is not in following mode. Do I keep correcting on working level or do I need to increase the stim? Increase the stim. In fact, there was a great, if you're part of our inner circle, which is a five-person, four-week intensive Zoom, 90-minute Zoom. We all get together once a week. People will videotape their dogs. And we had um, one of our um, members actually was doing the exact same thing as your dog. We made a video on how to fix it. We put Then we send a video to the group. So the group sends us videos. We watch them as a group. We send the group videos. We give everyone homework. And um, so many dramatic transformations. He fixed it in one day. Yeah. Now the dog walks behind him. So walks behind him physically and mentally. Dogs in follow mode. And what what, what did it take? A correction. No more nagging. The nagging is over. So if you're on NCS and the dog is always pushing away, you're most likely, most likely, and, and if you hit the button on NCS and the dog backs up, right, that means the dog knows it. So I think it's time for no more NCS. I think it's time to start correcting. Or you're just nagging the dog. Next. Kyle, everyone should subscribe to Patreon. There's a ton of amazing content on there. Thank you, um, Kyle. And what Kyle did also mention was it's $10 a month. There's tons of information. You get four Q&A Zoom rooms a month, which is face-to-face audio and video Zoom for a month, an hour long. And then you also get um, 20% off of all your courses and all your consults. So for instance, was it three days ago now or two days ago now? Somebody joined Patreon, bought a course and a consult. They saved $90. They spent 10, saved 90. They can quit next month if they want to. They're 80 bucks ahead. Everybody should just join Patreon. It's a great platform. And you can actually get it down to $8 a month if you buy a year pass to it. So that's patreon.com slash solid canine training, the name of the company. Next. MSA, if, if I have two trained dogs and give one of them a command, both dogs will listen. How do I teach the other dog to ignore the commands so I can command one dog at a time? 
Ideally, I need the other dog to stay in a down while I give commands to the other dog. But right. if I give commands to one dog, they both listen. Yeah. It's not great if I'm teaching a heel, for example. Right. So you'd have to start doing name recognition training and then correct the dog that is doing the command when it's not supposed to. Having a second handler might help so they can correct the dog for, like, say, if they're both in a down, you call one dog over to you, but they both come over to you. Somebody can then correct the dog. So you have to start teaching name uh, recognition training next veronica how do i stop the barking she's responsive to the e-caller but is agitated when she's barking at people and the minute we leave her outside for a second or the ups man shows up she's when she's inside she's that dog you hate inside flipping out okay so let's start with the inside stuff who's that who said that veronica so veronica so veronica um how high are you correcting on the remote collar so this is the thing, if we did a one-on-one, -on -one, you can actually send me a video and I can fix it. That's how powerful the one-on-ones are. I can literally stop it just by me seeing, because I want to see what happens, what your dog does when it gets corrected and if you're correcting properly. But how do you stop barking? You make it suck to bark. That's, that's, that's just like, and why people can't just, just say that and do that, I don't know. You can say no, walk up to your dog, Bonk your dog. If you know what a bonker is, it's a wrapped up cotton towel. Somebody made a comment on the page today saying, uh, I forgot which platform I was on. This is a guy that hits dogs with bones. I'm like, bones. bones. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? It's like, no, it's a rolled up cotton towel. <laughs> I've gotten everything from frozen bottles inside the towel, so they're ice, to metal rods inside the towel. Jesus it's Christ. like, it's a fucking cotton towel. That's all it is. So I don't hit people with bones, um, but you'd bonk them um, or remote collar. But there's an art to stopping barking with a remote collar. Some dogs, they get one correction and they just stop, which is great. That's why bark collars work so well. Other dogs, like the dog we have here, who barks at everything. Everything. It took us on day one. It took us about two minutes, if probably only about a minute, to just figure out the sequence because the barking made the dog the barking got the dog corrected, the correction making the dog bark, da -da 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 -da, went back and forth till we finally figured it out. And now we get the dog either not to bark or it stops after like a little bit of a woof. Next. Kim, um, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation e-collar is the same simulation that acupuncturists and chiropractors use on us, also used at veterinarian school. Yes. Yes, it's it, a TENS unit. Yes and yes, but there's also a small no. I've used e-collars on spasming muscles before. So you can also, though, but this is the one thing that nobody likes to talk about. Like someone says, you know, it doesn't hurt. I'm like, well, that's a lie because remote collars can and should cause discomfort when appropriate. That's what's important. But when we're talking about the teaching portion of the training, it's very, very similar to any other type of pressure leash pressure, remote collar pressure. But when we're talking about the correction phase of it, it's a fantastic tool that you can reach out and touch your dog for up to a mile away and cause discomfort for digging, barking, running off, um, trying to get through a fence, going over a fence, um, dogs that are about to ingest you know, something they're not supposed to. They're wonderful tools for that. I mean, you can whisper, you can shout. You know, and again... <clears throat> A lot of people are against them. Well, they've just never used them to the fullest capacity that they're usable for. Nobody ever said, 
wow, I, I fully off-leash trained dogs and remote cowers, but I think I'm going to stop using them. Like, people don't say that. Like, why would you say that? It's a great tool. It's a fantastic tool. And there's just people that just don't have the right information. That's what it boils down to. People just don't have the right information. I mean, we food train, but food is put it this way. I was doing um, training today with, with uh, uh, the dog, and I was doing demos about how load, loading it up into the back of the car because it spazzes out in the car. So loading up in the car, down. Loading up in the car, down. Loading up in the car, down. It wouldn't take food from me. So now what? I can't do food training. Like, like, I mean, everybody that trains with food knows this. Like, everybody that trains with food knows this. Well, then they'll say use HVTs, which are higher value treats. Okay. You do realize, though, that our dogs that don't take those. Well, then they'll say use yummier ones. You do realize that there's dogs that don't take those as well. We're giving him beef heart today. He didn't want anything okay. to do with it. So the point is you need to have more tools in your toolbox. At a minimum, you have to know how to use leash pressure. At a minimum, you need to know how to use spatial pressure. Mm -hmm. it, it's incredible how people are just sticking to one tool. And we don't. We've got at least a dozen tools in our toolbox. And it all comes down to the biggest tool, which is actually dog training. You still have to know how to train the dog. You have to know about markers. You have to know about timing. There's so many things you have to know about. Next. Jessica, are you correcting the head on a swivel or letting it go? No, we correct the head on the swivel. Absolutely. Well, then you have two options, Jessica. Yes or no. Correct? Yes or no. So when you're walking, if you got a nervous dog and you're walking down the street, the dog's always looking around. I hate that. Then they're bumping into your leg. And if you don't give them, they're also stressed out. And if you don't give them information that says don't do that, you're giving them information that says do that. So by not saying don't do that, by default, you're saying you can do that. Curfew is midnight. Your child comes home at 12.15. You don't say anything. You've just told your child 12.15 is acceptable. Right? You have two options. Yes and no. Next. David Smith. Hey, guys. Finally caught you while working on training notes for clients. I keep missing you. Oh, awesome, David. Hey, Hope you're doing okay. Um. Holly, thanks so much for always demonstrating the importance of balance in all facets of life. Yeah, balance is important. Sure is. Balance is very, very important. Mindy said thanks tons, both of you. Oh, you're welcome. A, hey guys, finally have Tao completely off-leash with the e-collar. I proofed in a confined area with non-compliant sim, high level, like you said. He ran directly to me. It's great. So... Non-compliant stim on, so, but she said correction though, right? Yeah. I okay. mean, NCS is technically avoidance conditioning. Right. So. But you're not doing continuous, right? right? You're doing just a nick. So, you, yeah, you definitely want to get up to um, correction, high-level correction in an enclosed area. Definitely. Next. Robert. Hey, Mr. Gelman. I keep my rescues in large kennels at a facility. Who the hell is Mr. Gelman? Robert. It's Jeff. Hey, Robert. Anyway, he keeps his rescues in a large kennel at a facility. I have been successful with getting dogs to stop reacting to other dogs that are aggressing awesome. at their gates as I walk the dog by. It awesome. takes a long time. 
Do you think an e-collar can speed things up? I do understand barrier aggression does mean an does mean an aggressive dog. I does not mean. Well, he put does. But okay. I'm assuming he does not mean. Right, 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 right. Um, I it was I have to live with right now. Okay, so so we don't understand the second part of your your last line, but yes, remote comedy will not only speed it up, it will eliminate it. It'll eliminate it. You can also eliminate it by just opening up the door of the kennel and the dog tries to get out and you shut the door of the kennel with no other dog around. That actually can help too. But there has to be some form of applying a punisher to the barking that stops it. So we're talking about, you know, first of all, the work you're doing is great. But second of all, there's a lot of people that are saying, well, I'd rather take my time and not use a remote collar. And I always say to myself, if I can stop a dog barking through a fence in one to three seconds, the first time out, and it never manifests again, why would I want to take a month to do it and deal with it multiple times a day, like 10 times a day, 20 times a day, if I can just stop it? If I can get a dog to not want to bark at the gates, why wouldn't I want to do that? Now, what a lot of the naysayers say is, well, now that you've just made the dog afraid to bark at the gates. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But have you ever thought that maybe we just taught the dog that barking at the gates not the right thing to do? Like, has that ever crossed anybody's mind? Has it ever, ever crossed anyone's mind? Why? Because I didn't use a reward-based system? Is that why? You do realize that you can, like, reinforce fear with food. You actually do realize that you can make dogs extremely happy-go-lucky with a remote. Like, like, does this not cross people's minds? Like, there's so much misinformation out there. So much misinformation. Next. Rachel, hi, both. Do you have a favorite breed to train? If so, what's the breed? Um... I well, this, any dog that doesn't try to bite me. I this goes both ways. I mean, I love drivey dogs because they're fun to work and they like to work. But on the other hand, I like difficult dogs because you really have to troubleshoot and use all of your resources as a trainer. Um, back in the day, twenty years ago, I loved rehabbing aggression. Now, um, I mean, I'm not working with dogs that much. I'm running my company. I'm doing social media. I do seminars. You know, I help a lot of people remotely. I can, I can help more people that way than one dog at a time. Um, I have a training center with some great staff. But the aggression rehab part, it's rewarding. But there's a higher chance of failure um, is because there's a lot of moving parts that have to align. I'd rather keep dogs from being aggressive. Um, I'd rather educate the human. Um, I definitely get more satisfaction out of educating humans how to train their dogs and keep up with the training than I do actually training dogs. I'll tell you that much because they're the end consumer. They're the end consumer. So as a professional dog trainer, I truly enjoy um, educating humans so they can be the most successful. That's the most rewarding part. 
Next. Yankee woman Kim, Zeus was good for eating wood chips since the remote caller. He has not been anywhere near the garden eating wood chips. Yep. Also at the moment, per my daughter's request, we are using the vibrate. So the reason why your, da your daughter wants vibrate is because it sounds better than shock. Mm -hmm. That is the only reason why she wants vibrate. Now, how about if I told you that vibrate messes up dogs? How about if I told you that vibrate destroys relationships with, I'm not saying it does, but how about if I told you that? Because what she's thinking is irrational. So I can give you something irrational. Using vibrate messes up dogs. It doesn't. It can, but it doesn't usually. But she wants to use vibrate or tone because it's friendlier than shock. But you know what's, you know what's the friendliest? Your dog not eating wood chips, getting rushed to the hospital, getting its gut split open, and you being stuck with a $7,500 bill and the possible death of your dog on the table. Jeez. That's the friendliest. Graphic. So to me, I would want the most effective. And unfortunately, Vibrate is not. But kudos to you for at least putting the work in. Next. Deanna, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Can't wait for Inner Circle this week. Kronos gets a full day of no expectations tomorrow because I will be at my son's band competition the entire day. My husband will be home with him. I'm still so nervous to leave his care to anyone but me. Ugh, I know. He's getting better, though. Deanna, I will tell you, that's one of the problems. We saw one of your videos. We got a talking to. You got a talking to. All right. All in good and all in a good way. It's all good stuff. It's gonna make your life dramatically different. Dramatically different. I'm glad he's got a day off. He needs it. Next. Yankee woman Kim said he'll be six months in October. Good. Good to start it now. Mm -hmm. But I would get your dog used to shock, and I will tell you why. There'll be a day not too far away, most likely, that your dog does not care about vibrate, especially in drive. Okay. Ask her. You don't want me to use shock because you think that's mean, correct? She'll say yes, or she'll say no. Then say, fine, we're using shock. It's more effective. Next. MSA said, thank you very much. You're welcome. Robert, hi again. I would like your thoughts on this. I've used pet corrector to stop dogs going at the door, fence, fighting, and other minor things. It seems to work long term. An example, all I have to do is pick up the can and they stop. Do you think this is the correct way to train reactivity to fences and people at the door? Well, Robert, you answered your own question, right? I just don't like the threatening part of it about it. It's like, if you're going to pick up the can, that means that the dog did something wrong. So that means you should be deploying the air. The problem with using the air, if you've got multiple dogs, sometimes the other dogs get nervous about it. That's why I love remote collars. That's why I love remote collars. But you answered your own question. I think, I believe you said it works long term and, you, and the dog stops. But if the dog is only stopping because you pick up the can, that means the dog hasn't stopped. The dog shouldn't do it. It's stopping because it's, you're threatening to correct it. So instead, you should just correct it high, and the problem should go away. That's what a remote collar will do for you. And then also, you don't have to run towards the door. Next. Veronica, oh, we've done it on high. We dial up and down. If she's upset, that seems to just make her matter. She's an 11-month-old Great Dane. E-collar is wonderful for everything else. Veronica, let's stop right there, even if there's more. She doesn't get upset or matter. You're humanizing your dog. 
You have a great dame that's 11 months old that's going to turn into a freaking brick wall. That dog needs to be under command and know the difference between yes and no. Is there more? No. Okay. So just keep that in mind. She doesn't get madder. All right. Next. Robert, one other thing you can ignore, of course, too many questions on my part. I consider dogs to be juveniles. I train them with that in mind. Am I wrong? Well, Robert, I mean, they're dogs. I mean, a six-month-old, six-year-old dog is not a juvenile. 10, 12-month-old dog is going into, like, starting to creep into adulthood. But something that actually can shred you, put you in the hospital. I mean, I guess a juvenile can do that. But when you deal with an apex predator that can put some harm on you, I think I treat them a little bit differently than a juvenile. But... Um, they're also dogs. Um, but all I'm saying is, if what you're doing is working, stick to it. Stick to it. Now, if you want to learn how to speed things up, be more efficient, get better results, and if you're not happy, then we can troubleshoot. We do that together. Next. Um, Jill, so thank you. I did feel like I was just nagging and not being effective with his heel position. Yeah, well, I'm glad you thought that. So think about that, Jill. Usually your gut feeling, and if you, if you know, if you understand the theory behind what we teach, your gut feeling was right. Your gut feeling was right. Next. Ashley worked mushroom aversion training today with my younger brother. Oh, wow. My mini E. Good, yeah. It's important. Yeah, probably got some poisonous mushrooms out there. Dirty Girls Farm, so happy to finally be catching you both live. I've listened to all of your recorded podcasts, and I'm loving Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff. Oh, good. And I'm so excited to be seeing you both in a month at Mastermind. I was just going to say, I'll see you at the Mastermind. Woohoo! So the Mastermind, Joel, give you a little spiel on the Mastermind. So our Mastermind is seven full days um, in person at the training center with me and Jeff. We pretty much have replaced our shadow program with it. A lot of people have been like, are you guys still doing shadow programs? We're not. We're doing the mastermind, which is theoretically the same thing, but better. Um, we are working dogs all week long. You'll see our whole process for basic obedience, e-collar, also behavior mod if we have some aggression in there, which we should. Yeah. We usually have a couple aggressive dogs. Um, so you guys will get plenty of hands-on training as far as dog training um, every single day. And then we also really get into like social media content creation. I'll do um, little mini courses on like how I create videos, how I edit photos, things like that, how I make the memes, all the social media you see. I make it. I'll teach you guys how we do it all. Um, we also get into like business development, um, how to, piss how, off, how to piss off the public with your posts, how to attract, you know, more ideal clients, pre-screening, things like that. Like yeah. everything you need to know to build your business and make it better. Yeah. We, we run down all of it with you. Yes. So it's a pretty cool, um, thing. And you'll also be with a group of really like-minded people. And a lot of people actually like meet their best friend there, their best business bestie. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Some pretty cool stuff has happened out of, out of our seminars. Yeah. Um, Yankee woman Kim said, also, I want to let you all know my prayers will be with you while praying that that hurricane does not destroy anything. Ooh, that's right. I know. We're getting slammed. I'm more worried about flooding than anything. We don't have the best, uh, backyard here. It holds water. There are parts of the backyard that are cement 
that yes, water fills up fast and the drainage can't keep up with it, just like those streets. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's why we got homeowners insurance. Yeah. Um, Yankee Woman Kim also said thank you again for all the services that you provide. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers. A said, sorry, I did mean correction. Okay, yes. good. Amanda, is there a reason why my dog sometimes yelps and freaks out on low-level stim for CS? He acts like it's a high-level correction. Could it be the sign that he's getting a pressure sore from the e-collar? No. no. Excuse me. No, it's just that the dog could be actually calmer and it actually does feel higher. And like what is low-level? Like this doodle we have right now? He feels a four, and he's like, oh, what? what was that? Like, so I have to be, like, really careful about the level. And there's other like, times where 24 doesn't bother. 30, 40, because yes. he's so aroused. So, like, yes. it just depends on your dog's state of mind. Yeah. Um, but low for some dogs is sometimes, like, a one or a two. Yeah, rarely. But I would say it's pretty common for no. the majority of dogs I work with in the center. One or two? Yes. Jeff, I work dogs on extremely low level. One or two, that's really low. Yeah. Next. Um, Alyssa, after giving a high stim for biting the crate, my dog is calmer, but she still will shift positions every 10 seconds and will whine even when in a double down. Do I still correct this? We whining in a double down? Yeah. State of mind. Mm -hmm. Remember, physical obedience and mental obedience. So you guys keep seeing me like look over every two seconds. It's because the dog is on place, but he chirps. I hear a little... And every single time, I'm doop, doop, not super high. I'm on, like, working levels, but it's enough yep. for him to be like, ooh, okay, 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 stop because that. Be, I have to be, like, on right. him for this stuff because if I let it go, he's just going to cycle and cycle. And then soon enough, he's going to be standing up. Yep. He's going to be off the place bed. Yep. And this is going to be a shit show. And this is a dog that would bark for, what, 45 minutes? 45 minutes straight. When somebody would come in the house. Yes. So it's all the little things. It's all over, like, over arousal. And now, because he's, we're building his duration, we should be like filming this. Um, you see them get more and more stressed because he's like, I've never had to sit still for this long of a period of time. And that's when all the neurotic behavior starts to come out because now yes. he can't be in motion. He can't be running to the window and barking and he can't be pacing all over Angelo. the house. He can't be under our feet. He's like, it's like being in therapy. It's like meditating for the first time. Here, All those thoughts come in and you're like, holy shit, this is overwhelming. And that's sort of what happens with these I guys when you actually like make them hold a command finger, for longer than 0.5 seconds. No, covered up the so you just have to stay on top of it. And, and, and that's why we love our remotes because I've been having a conversation with him this whole show yeah. and I haven't missed a beat. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen me turn my head, but that's the extent of it. Yeah. Um, Sasha, how can I get my partner and others in the home to understand that everyone needs to do corrections, not just me? It's not enough for just me to do it and expect a perfectly behaved animal as I'm a beginner at training. That that's that, that's the hardest part about that. You just sit them all down, but it's like everyone can everyone's either gonna be in or not in. No one's gonna care as much as you. No one's gonna care as much as you. That's the hardest part of Ooh. all we do. Did you guys hear that neck crack? Next. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was so loud. Thanks. Um, Robert said, sorry, I miss words. Thank you for knowing what I meant. No, nah, it's okay. okay. It happens all the time. Amanda, also, he scratches at his collar when there's no stim. Like, the pressure itself hurts. Might be too tight. 
Are you rotating it every few hours yeah. too to make sure you're not getting pressure sores? That's what they are. They're pressure sores. They're not burns. They're yeah. pressure sores. Because with e collar, you do. I you have to rotate it from side to side yep. every like four hours. And if you've got a dog that's it could be an allergy too, they make it, they make mm-hmm. an allergen nickel free allergen contact point. Yep. Next. Brittany, I have an almost two year old female intact Siberian and a three month old Texas healer. Both are getting worked, but it's not enough. My female has disliked men, humans, since I got her at three months. She'll stop in her tracks if she thinks there is a male human nearby. So that's a behavioral issue. And that's more that the answer to that question is not something that can be answered on this show because there's a lot of moving parts. So here's an issue where you need to hire somebody by you that actually understands how to stop this. Or we do a one-on-one consult, not something that's going to be, I need so much information, so much. I need information from you, I need information from the dog, about the dog, what you've done, what the dog can do, what tools you're using, your philosophy. I need to know situations, like we, we need to role play things. There's so many things, so many things. So that's where you should think about hiring a trainer that knows what they're doing. Or have me do an online consult to at least get you started. David Smith's comment. He kills me. He says, Robert, it's cool. I've typed so bad that I've literally said the exact opposite of what I meant to say on the show. And in my case, they gave me a ton of shit. <laughs> well, David, that, that's because it's you. See, exactly. See, David, we know no matter what we say, we've got you forever. Robert. We're trying to freaking keep right, exactly. Robert. We want him to come back for a second David show. In the friend zone now. <laughs> yeah, we want Robert to come back. <laughs> David also said, "A fearful doodle client still won't take my homemade liver treats after six weeks. He's still getting trained." So as usual, Jeff is right. So as far as homemade liver treats that you make, David, uh, probably no dog would take them. They probably are terrible. Because <laughs> the fact that you made them. Keto man, they're probably good. <laughs> yeah. He probably has some like fat, <laughs> some ground beef fat, some eggs. <laughs> hey, I've got this. Some avocado. Smith's Smith's keto dog treats. <laughs> Buy some today. Buy one bag. Get the second bag half off. You're making the dog sure. <laughs> Next. Veronica, the Dane generally obeys me. She just does a standoff with the hubby. Yes, I get I'm the trainer and she's not respecting him. How do I train hubby? Ha ha. I keep telling him every time she doesn't comply, you're screwing on my dog. Well, well. Well, it's true. Yes, but also like give him a break. But also, are you just yelling at him? What he's doing wrong? Is all you're doing. Okay, Veronica, is all you're doing telling your spouse what they're doing wrong or are you empowering them to do something right, showing them and coaching them doing something right, or are you just complaining about it and you haven't taught them? Okay, Marriage Counseling 101, next. Chipmunk, my three-year-old just started on remote. He gets hysterically happy and excited when he sees his remote caller. Thank you for your help. Yeah, I mean, it's like remote callers are fun. Like every morning when I we go out um, at five o'clock in the morning on a, it's dark it's still dark here we go out for a bike ride, um, I put the remotes on just so I can use their headlights because these remotes have headlights on them, and uh, it's pitch black it's great they they love it, it's just part of their day, yeah just make it part of their day it's us humans that think they're bad next, Robert wonderful advice we all need to bounce things off of others yes. 
Alyssa, if I ever start feeling bad about correcting my dog, I tell myself I'm grateful to give this gift of knowledge to my dog. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, trust me. I mean, no one should enjoy correcting their dog. It's just the way that no one should enjoy it. It's just one of those necessary things. It's one of those necessary things. Like somebody made an asshole comment on our, on our, one of our posts about a Frenchie pulling towards, we had a dog in a downstate, a pet store. And there was this Frenchie, literally draft Frenchie. Like, so I just say that because it's like a small dog pulling its owner at a Petco. And we were like, you know, no. And there was, it was, it was, I think it was actually even a, it was a, it was like how he handles something like that. And this one person's like, oh my gosh, you're entitled. You know, all of us don't have dogs trained as well as your dogs. I'm like, first of all, it's like, da, 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 da. It's like, we don't have nine hours a day to train a dog. It's like, first of all, number one, that was not our dog. It was a client's dog. Number two, it's also called common courtesy. Number three, it actually only takes a day, maybe two days, to train a dog how to do a downstay. It doesn't take long at all. And even if the dog wasn't even trained, it just don't let it rush up. That was the whole point. Don't let it rush up to other right. dogs. Even you don't need a trained dog for that. Right. So if it's a small breed dog, common courtesy. if it's a small breed dog, just hold the leash and stop moving. Have you ever thought of that kind? Have you ever thought about that concept is stop letting your dog pull you when it's under 20 pounds. And on a larger breed dog, well, you're just a fool for not training it. Sorry. It's called part of dog ownership. That's like saying, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to put gas in my car after I bought it. It's part of owning a vehicle. It's the proper care of your vehicle. You get a dog, there's the proper training and care of your dog. Yes, your dog has to go to the vet. Well, believe it or not, guess what? Newsflash, you have to feed the fucking thing too. Yeah, and it can't stay at home for like 18 hours by itself. Right. It's just like these are are common things when you get a dog. Common things. There's also something called common courtesy. Owning a dog does not give you the free right to walk up to anybody at any time with or without a dog and having that and having your dog invade their space. That does not give you the right to do it at all. You don't get a fucking free pass. And then you don't get a fucking free pass to to call the victim card. Mm -hmm. It's called 100% responsibility. You are responsible for your dog. I'm not responsible for your dog. So keep your dog out of my space. It's my space. I don't want your dog coming up to me. I don't want your dog sniffing me. I don't want your dog sniffing my dog. Oh my God, you must hate dogs. I actually don't hate dogs. I love them so much that I'm trying to keep your dog alive. Because your dog, your little Frenchie is going to pull itself up to the wrong dog. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's going to get its face ripped off. And it does that. And even friendly dogs are capable of doing that. Next. Lisa, hi, guys. People Dog Reactive St. Bernard coming into our rescue next week. Not allowed to use shock collar or prong here. Do you think I can handle this by using a halty with on-lead corrections only? So, number one, a halty is a punitive tool. So why is it the shelter? So shelter, I mean, shelters are not conducive to good training, but why is the shelter? A good question I was asked the shelter directors 
who usually don't work with the dogs. Why don't you want these dogs to have the best chance of being adopted? So teaching a shelter dog how to sit and down inside a kennel environment will not keep it from coming back. Why, don't want, why doesn't a shelter want a dog that has an access to volunteers willing to use proper training techniques, tools, and philosophy? Why is it that they wouldn't want that person to make that the most adoptable dog possible? But it's an aggressive dog, she said? Mm-hmm. Why? Move on to the non-aggressive dogs that have a better chance of living, better chance of finding a home. Sounds mean, doesn't it? Just the way the world works. If we want to save dogs. Next. Honeybee, do you still travel and do seminars? Yeah. Yeah. So go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. Jeff Gelman. I'm not doing 26 a year anymore. Yeah. We, I just posted the link. Yeah. We've got um, great online courses now. So the thing is with seminars, I think the, we did seminars like up to 60 people, but I can do thousands of people with our online courses. So we're more we're moving more into the online learning um, um, spectrum of things. Next, Beth, how do I train my new dog to check rooms when we come home? My dog, I just lost did this naturally. He was a special boy. So contact a uh, protection trainer. Contact a protection trainer. Next. Also, get yourself an alarm system with motion detectors on the walls. Okay, get indoor cameras if you want to. Carry a gun. Don't worry about it. Next. IR flower child thoughts on correcting leash reactivity with popping or stim and it getting worse. I've been hearing a lot of debate about it, not actually addressing the issue and potentially making it worse. I'm for it. Well, how about this? You're ready for this one. Not correcting your dog, not popping, not shocking, not stimming. will always make it worse how about that one that's not debatable i mean i guess it is debatable but not doing anything will make it worse because it's self-rewarding you're using a reward-based system by not addressing it because the dog is enjoying it so there we go so you got nowhere to go but up now can bad timing make it worse yes can not using high enough levels make it worse? Yes. But there's always going to be a debate about dog training. And you know what? You know who says it makes it worse? Are people that actually can't stop it. So anybody that can stop leash reactivity will say it can't make it worse. Now, is there a point where you go between point A and point B that it can get a little bit worse? Absolutely. I believe when you break your nose, they break it again. I believe when you break your leg, they need to set it, which might involve massive amounts of discomfort, more discomfort than you having be before they actually do the protocol. But anybody that does effective results-oriented dog training will tell you, of course, it doesn't make it worse. It stops it. Next. Um, it's seven. So oh. this is the last one. 
Sasha, I've noticed my dog reacts scared and overstimulated by the wind blowing and emergency vehicle sirens and so mm -hmm. many sounds making items. Some days it is so hard to control it. Help. Yep. yep. We got that dog right here next to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. a 24-7 So this dog. is what people would tell you to do. Create a positive association with the sounds. Every time there's a sound, a, a siren, throw a, throw a, throw one of Dave's keto half <laughs> half price liver treats at it. So this dog won't take any food. Oh, for that they will. He won't even look at no, you. No, 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 no. He's so concerned about nope. everything. If that Literally, dog, this is the dog. If that dog knew that was that you got that for half price, mm. they might go for it. Yeah, I'll be like he, uh, David specially made oh. keto treats. Oh, and they were made in Arizona. Yeah. Oh wow, you had them shipped in from Arizona, cross country. Oh, they're special. Very special. They're special. And they were packed so nicely. Mm -hmm. And there was a little extra little biscuit with it, too. Free gift from David. There's little ribbons around the tops. Oh, my God. Poor David. So, he's like, fuck you guys. I'm never coming back. <laughs> he'll be back. But <laughs> <laughs> he's not cooking up treats. Um, you actually correct it. You actually create a negative association, not with a siren, but with the response the dog's making with a siren. Next. And also, you have to teach it. What you want. Yeah. I mean, like, but this dog's in place. If he was to get overstimulated by something and try to run away, I would correct him or at least do NCS. He's on NCS right now. So right. I would apply stim and bring him back to place. Yeah. It's like you can't flee. You have to sit here and learn how to cope. But this Same with the walk. Before we close out the show, and first of all, good night, everybody. It's been a fantastic show. Um, today is what, Wednesday? It's Friday. Or Friday. So I'll see everybody on Monday for the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Um, Gonna have a great topic then. I'll announce it on Sunday night. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and on YouTube, and you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and on our and our and our website, and also on Patreon. Um, so right now we had a dog that couldn't even do a five-minute place command. Places go to a dog bed, go to a blanket, go wherever, lie down and relax. This dog couldn't even do it for five minutes. The dog came in on Wednesday. Wednesday night we had the dog kenneled up, and I said on Friday I'm gonna have this dog doing place next to me for an hour. Well, guess what? But this dog has been next to me for an hour. Hold on one second. He's not on a tie back either. So he's specifically nervous he is? Yeah, he's super nervous. But he's there. Yep. And a lot of people will say, well, he's too, it's too soon. He's over threshold. It's like, it's not this too is soon. how you build up duration. No. We don't do it one minute at a time. Yep. We just jump right in. Yeah. So there's people, there's people out there when they want to jump in a pool, they're like, they dip their toe in and there's other people that just dive right in. We dive right in. Now, does that mean we don't take things slow? Oh, we take things slow, but this, you don't need to take slow. Go to a dog bed and lie down. You know why? Because if he was in his kennel, what would we do? Lie down. So why can't you lie down out here? Because he doesn't know how to. Because there's other options. Mm -hmm. I can walk around. I can run away. I can run to the window. I can go see what Tex and Wes are up to. I can run to the front door because I heard a sound. Yep. There's a siren going down the street. Mm. Yeah. A now card, actually, actually uh, practice his impulse control. Got it. Got it. So you work the dogs above threshold. In fact, this morning, if you missed the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, this morning's show was working dogs above threshold and setting dogs up for failure. That was the topic of this morning's show. Madly in love with you guys. Thanks for watching. Good night. See you all next week.